to think big with Dan and Kasim and our guest today is Ellie. So Ellie, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you live and what you do for a living. Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Ellie Haddad. Um, I started the company called Clever Pace. I live in Montreal. I'm 32 years old and um, I'm excited to uh, give you more information about, you know, my my uh, how do you call it uh, my track record if you, if you want to say it this way right awesome so do you mind sharing a little bit more about your company clever pays like what exactly you do and also how the idea came to life sure so clever pays a payment processing company uh, there is a lot of ways that brought me to start uh, clever pays uh, number one is uh, my experience in businesses and number two is uh, I always had that envy, if you want to call it, uh, to start a business that's going to require the least amount of work eventually with time and that's going to be providing a recurring income all the time, right? So now Clarapace operates in the United States and Canada and we're looking forward to expand over Europe, uh, having about 2,000 merchants on board right now. And uh, so the way it started, actually, I have to admit that since young age, my brain was focused on making money. That was my main focus, like underage, right? I was at high school. I was buying, example, bulk of cell phones and, uh, you know, on eBay, uh, repairing them, whatever needs to be repaired. And at break time, I used to sell them to my classmates and even teachers. They used to wait in line next to, you know, to my uh, cabinet and then open at the break time and, you know, choose whatever you want, pay for it, and that's it. And then years later, still underage, I started thinking that I need to collect more time instead of money, right? If I could slow down my pace of time as much as possible, but make the most out of it, what would be, that would be my ideal income, right? So, for example, say that human being will do the very least possible to get to his goals, right? If if you, for example, you want to go to New York from uh, Texas, will you go driving or will you take a plane? Right? You'll take a flight. You'll take a plane. So you do the very least possible, the the most comfortable thing to get to your goals. So, I wanted to do the most in the beginning. To be able to give the least of my time eventually and having an income. And I thought in the beginning that it would be only with real estate that you could have a recurring income. So no mentors, nothing at the time. I was in college. So I had two jobs, trying to save money as much as possible. No direct mentors other than books and videos and podcasts like yours, right? Where I could listen to people. And uh, so thanks for having this podcast. And I'm all about helping others. So I believe in perfect equality of the universe, meaning whatever you put into it will come back. Like the famous teachings we hear uh, in self-development books, you give others what they want, so you shall receive what you want. So, yeah. And then uh, from, from saving money to real estate, I started investing in stock market. Didn't go well. Again, I had no mentors. Uh, then I started going, venturing myself, business ventures. It didn't go well. At a point that I did a personal bankruptcy back about five, six years ago, right? I took about $300,000 in loan from the bank, from credit cards, from projects that I really believed in. Because I believe that if you have fear in something, 
you will not go far in life, right? So be fearless, try. You have one life, don't waste it. Just try, try to make the most out of it. I failed, but that failure got me to where I am today. Because from that failure, from the little money I had, uh, back in 2016, I had a little bit in cryptocurrency. What happened in 2017, that crypto went to the roof. So I was able to get a good part out of it, you know, and then uh, I started the payment processing with it. And then uh, the rest is history. So from my experiences, from teachings, from self-development, and I've been to a lot of self-development seminars, by the way, and that really helped me a lot. I was able to build a team. Uh, train them like twice a week from 6 to 10 p.m., 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday for a whole complete year. And now I'm proud to say that not only the company is successful, but all of our people are, are financially free. And that's the most important part is helping. That's amazing. So, and I'll tell you right now, actually for, for me also, like I had a startup where I failed and I actually met Kasim. That's how we started this company. So he was my developer for my startup. Like, let's start a different company. So I can relate that a hundred percent. And I think it goes like you just have to go and try things. And sometimes, you know, if you take those risks, you never know the connection that you make. And obviously, like I met Kasim. So I would ask. So I guess in terms of clever page, right? What specifically differentiates you from your competition? Like, what makes you better than your competitors? Very good. So number one, uh, our merchants don't have only our one triple eight number they have our direct cell phone numbers so they call us as a friend so all of our rep manages a certain book of people and then they know them by name so we don't have to ask them what's your merchant id number what's your you know it's like hey john i have an issue with this can you help me fix it or hey john i have to change my banking can you help me do it so we have that extra service number one Number two, we educate the merchants about the fees. You know, if you ask 95 of the merchant, 95% of the merchant, they don't know what they're paying for, right? Which portion goes to the bank, which portion goes to the payment processor. So we go with transparency and we tell them, hey, that's a cost and that's a markup we'll be taking. Are you comfortable with it? And then on top of that, why are you taking this markup? Well, not one we're saving you. Number two, we're providing an extra service than just the 1-800 number where you have to call in for your stuff. You could text in, you could WhatsApp, you could video call, or you could call in your rep at any time of the day and he'll answer you, right? And if he doesn't, he's on vacation, it happens, he's a human being. We have the 1-800 number as a backup, not as a primary line, right? So that what makes our difference. And then we are mostly solution oriented than just price selling. I'll give you an example. If we walk into a pizza shop and we look that, hey, this guy has, has an employee problems, right? And we could potentially save him, for example, $400 a month. I wouldn't push the saving first. I would use that saving, stay in his budget at what he's currently paying, offer him a kiosk, for example, offer him online ordering, anything that would generate sales without feeling the need of having that extra employee. Right. So saving on labor, providing more sales by saving the budget. So that's our focus, like solution oriented mostly. And that what makes our success. Cool. Uh, cool. And uh, so what is the most satisfying moment in your business? 
the most satisfying moment is when the merchant comes and say, hey, you really thought out, you really thought out of the box, right, for me. And then because of you, uh, we're having a way easier, uh, a, a more easier way of operating our business, right, or having better reports or having more sales because of the solution you brought in. So this is the most satisfying thing. It's not even the signature of it. It's the, 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 the fact that the merchant comes back and say, thank you for being here. That's the most satisfying part of it. Nice. And uh, how do you want to know if my goals are too conservative or them too ambitious? For for us? So Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a question just because everybody whoever is listening this, uh, yeah. they will be going to map it on, the, on, on themselves. So I believe, Cassie, that your life is like a blank white paper. You get to draw whatever you imagine on it. And mm -hmm. we believed in the beginning that uh, we would get to this point, but not as fast as we did. So now that we did, uh, we believe that anything we put on that paper is doable. All you have to do is just write up your end goal, what you want, and then dress a plan. And once you do that, dress your plan from your angle so start with your angle and then dress the plan how are you going to achieve that angle right and if you're blocking at some steps ask for help for example we know we want to go uh, example um in the beginning wanted to go to the us right so that's our angle be present in the us having that x number of merchants in the us then we start asking for help here from people uh Starting with merchants. Who do you know over there? Okay, we know it's doable. We started buying merchants over there. Then what do we need to get mass volume? Okay, we need Facebook ads. We need, uh, you know, social media ads and all that. Okay, so who can we ask that is good with it? So through the relationship of our network, we've been presented to people that fitted the puzzles perfectly of what we needed. So put your angle, dress your steps, step-by-step -step action, and ask for help if needed. Great. And uh, what do you think the technology, how technology may impact the business in good and bad manner? And uh, you can map it on your business. Oh, uh, in our business, I think it's going to impact it very good. So for example, the presence of AI, for example, is going to help us detect fraud at an unbelievable faster rate than just having those regular systems. Right. So having the artificial intelligence presence today uh, is going to help us provide, number one, more security and number two, um, more technology as well. in in, in our functionalities of our devices, because we don't just provide payment processing, right? We provide a complete solution from POS embedded in a payment solution. So I think the technology is going to help us offer something better, way better in the market. And I don't know what, what extent of AI you are using in your business. Uh, like, are you getting an analysis, an analysis from this uh, AI tool or you are using it for increasing your sales or for the insights of the company? So currently, I couldn't give you an output of because we are in the early stage of it. So we are currently experimenting it. But from what I knew from technology, if you're in the tech space, any new technology coming, if you adapt it really quick, 
it couldn't do more by helping you, right? But you have to be an early adapter. And uh, you are one of them. Yes. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, people are mostly change resistant. So that's why most of the time they are not able to adapt the new technology that is coming along. And uh, like maybe there are a lot of flaws in it. People just thinking about it, maybe some fraud, but obviously most of the time this is uh, uh, for an immense help for in your business. Okay, so uh, do you use uh, social media as well uh, for the for the networking? And uh, obviously you will be using this for for networking, but for the advertising as well. Yes, of course. We're gonna be using the AI for any aspect of it of the business totally. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm asking like, uh, you are using AI for the social media as well, right? Yes. So we'll be using AI for social media. We are not okay. using it right now. We are using some sort of it. So creating ads, for example, but managing mm -hmm. the ads we are going to this, to this point, because we're more focusing on the usage of AI for the technology of the product, most more than using it for the social, uh, and social media has not been the main focus for our income anyway so that's why we're not putting much focus on it it's just to um, bring a brand awareness more than anything because uh, the way we acquire customers currently is by building relation with people face to face right so we have people out there on the road uh, exposing themselves exposing the company uh, to merchant on a face-to-face -face, uh, basis and i believe that this has way more impact than just an ad on Facebook. So that's our main focus so far. So when it comes to face-to-face, -to -face, are you usually going to um, trade shows or where are you meeting your um, customers? So 99% of our operation is a door-to-door. -door. So they go, they knock on door, they, you know, they ask for a meeting because they know that uh, merchant is not expecting them. So they tell them what's the purpose of their presence. They book a meeting and they show up the next time. Right, but at least they see a face instead of having a phone call. Hey, I want to sell you this. They hung up on you, right? A face-to-face -face is well always, in my opinion, a more pleasant approach than just having a phone call or seeing an ad on Facebook. But yes, we do also uh, go on trade shows, goals on event. But those stuff is more like uh, we put it as more as a brand awareness than uh, hoping to. Uh, versions you know we're not we just want to expose the brand in those shows so when it comes to going door to door i think it's a very good strategy and as you mentioned thinking outside the box like most people don't think about doing that in 2023 can you talk more about you know how much more effective that is compared to cold calling for example oh it is way more way more effective than cold calls uh in a sense that on a door-to-door -door basis, uh, the number goes with the following. So let's say uh, you meet with 40 people, 40 lead in a day, right? And then out of the 40, you're probably gonna meet about 12 business owners in that day that are present in their business. Out of the 12, you're probably gonna book uh, four or five meetings and the other seven will say, like, let me think about it. So four out of five that four of five that you booked, four or five. Out of the four or five, your closing ratio, once you get the meeting, our closing ratio is about 90%. So it's very, very effective. That's amazing. Um, so in terms of right now, 
what does a typical day look like for you in your business? So for me, what it used to look like is uh, I had a small office, about 400 square foot. I used to sleep in my office the first six months. So I used to do calls at 6 a.m., call in the east coast of Canada, right? Because over there, like, there are two hours uh, in front of us. So if it's 6 a.m. in Montreal, over there, it's 8. So I used to do calls at 8, you know, 8 in the morning, their time for three hours. And then at 9 I used to hit the road, do door to door myself and in, in the area. And then at five, go back to the office and call in the West. Five to nine, calling the West side. So Vancouver, Saskatchewan, you know, those areas. And um, I used to like, I wanted to be the most effective in my time. And I, it, I needed that to provide an example to the new people that came in, right? And then... I lead it by example, and now today they're doing almost the same thing that I did. So in the beginning, they used to do what I did. Now they just do door-to-door. They get referrals left and right. So they are more like, you know, riding the wave instead of being on the on the grind mode because, you know, as I said, they are all now, you know, financially free out of it. So whatever they do is just an extra for them. It just adds up. That's awesome. So I guess as of right now, you're saying that your team is still mostly doing door-to-door hours. They're not even doing any cold call or cold email, anything like that, right? It's all door-to-door. Correct. So cold emails, nothing like that. Um, Yes, I'm thinking of, you know, starting a department for that just to bring them leads so they could have more leads, you know, sitting at the comfort of their home instead of, you know, having to go out of their way and and doing door-to-door they deserve it at the end right they helped build this company and then you know we're all free because of all our work together so if i can help in a certain way provide them you know a a ladder and they they you know and they do what they need to do with it that's that's you know that would be perfect what would you say is your number one priority in the next three to six months for your business Number one priority is um, uh, figure out, figuring out the AI part of it. And then number two is um, expanding, uh, what's it called, uh, the cold emails like you, you, we talked about, expanding also the, the, the cold approach, but not from the rep, not from us, but from a separate division that's going to take care of having uh, the cold approach, cold email sends and bring the leads in to the rep. So that's that's a system I want to put in place within the next three to six months. And uh, having a, a big brand awareness on social media. Because we built all that without almost close to none brand awareness. And let me ask you this question. How did you find us first? Um, I think actually one of our SDRs are just scraping, you know, data of, you know, companies and they're like, okay, you guys are cool. And I don't know, you have to ask him, I could say his name is Mateen. So I don't know, he found you guys somehow and he's like, this company's cool. Let's get him on the podcast. I'm like, All right, sure. Yeah, it sounds good to me. So that's how he found you. Yeah. Beautiful. So you see, I'm even surprised because I know we don't have that much brand awareness, but uh, if you come to our local market, uh, people knows about us. So that's good. That's really cool. So I guess in terms of like, if we're going to have this conversation again in one year from now, where like, where do you think things are going to go with your business? Where do you expect things to go with your business? 
So I'm expecting to have at least uh, 50% of our presence in Montreal have it in the US uh, and having a full uh, sales force focusing just for the US market. And then from there, I could, you know, copy paste and do it in other countries. So now I think the struggle is to be able to find perfect formula to easily copy paste your operation from a city in a country to another and do it again and do it again. Once you figure out that formula, the expansion shouldn't be a problem. That's awesome. So I guess, what is the one biggest piece of advice that you have for any aspiring entrepreneurs watching this? Do not fear. Try, try. And, you know, honestly, I, I, you just don't fear and try because the moment you start fearing, you're losing control over your life and you're losing opportunities that I might not know that, you know, could come out of your way and expose yourself, right? Go to, go to business seminars, go to networking event. Even if you don't have anything to offer, just making those connections. Because I remember my college teacher used to tell me back in the days, he used to say, there's something way more important than this piece of paper. I'm like, what is it? He's like contacts. And that stayed into my mind. So expose yourself, don't have fear and meet people. And then from learning and listening to what they do, you'll have your own ideas and build up your, yourself, you know, your own business. Amazing advice. So if somebody watching this wanted to find your company, can you share your website and or social media handles as well? Sure. It's www.cleverpays.ca. Yeah. Cleverpays, pays with an S.ca. So that's our website being revamped at the moment. So if you look at it, that's a website that we built three years ago. It should be done in about a week or two. So you'll see a way better website. So something at the, at the accuracy of what we provide today. And what's like your, I mean, Instagram or whatever social media handles that you usually use? Oh, we actually use Cleverpace as Instagram. So you'll see a blue logo with the CP. So it's a white logo with big CP and blue in the middle. So you'll find us on Instagram using Cleverpace or on Facebook as well. If you have any questions or any suggestions, if I can help or give you any type of advice, uh, it will be a pleasure. Well, thank you so much. I learned a lot, but I really, you know, your story is amazing and I'm wishing you the best of luck. We're rooting for you. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Kasim. It was nice, nice meeting you guys. Nice meeting you. Be thank in you. contact. Bye-bye. Thanks. All thank right, you. bye. bye, -bye.